0: This week on The Buffs, comedian Meg McKay and I talk jokes. Here we go.
1: beautiful downtown toronto ontario canada i have to be meg mckay because megan mckay is a famous toronto comedian who does like feminist um like makeup tutorials and she's a part of this like international women's group or something i occasionally get emails that are meant for her that are like Hey, come, you do, you're such an important part of the comedy community. Can you come speak at this thing? And I'm like, I absolutely will, but I am not that guy. <laughs> yeah, I had to switch it. Exact same name and everything. We look nothing alike. Thank goodness. Well, actually, not good for me, because then if, if I could maybe get one of her shows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're just letting it out. Yeah, it's gonna be a little rowdy. Nope. Yep. I host. I'm currently the host of two shows. Um, a show called Reverse Late Night is a monthly show at comedy bar it's like a late night talk show but backwards where we interview the guests before they go out and um, do a monologue kind of at the end yeah kind of flip everything on its head and um, I'd host another storytelling show at the Ossington with my friend John Mostyn um, called what the f was I thinking where we just tell stories and stand up about regret yeah it's more storytelling yeah, I just wish I wish I could write them, but I can't. <laughs> I just live a stupid life and then report on it, basically.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that jokes are the gateway into a conversation about something larger that we can't really talk about in society. It's like poking at the sacred cow. It's like showing our culture and our world to each other and i think like a lot of laughter comes from recognition so if you're like bringing up something either be it something personal that can be universal or if it's something that you're poking at about like an observation or something political like it's starting a conversation a laugh like can be the trojan horse into starting a conversation about a larger issue i think I think that like telling a story is like painting a painting with words on stage. Like you create, like you're setting a scene. Like you're putting like a base layer. Like say you're doing a landscape, you're like putting like a base layer, putting like the, like, the grass and the trees and the water. But then there's like little things that pop out, like wildlife and things like that. And they, they invoke a response or an emotional response out of people. And then a story doesn't necessarily have to end with a giant punchline. I mean, most of mine do because it just because they come from the stand-up world. But um, the, they don't necessarily have to, just as long as you've taken people on a journey. I think it's really like British style where like you'll do a whole set that's on one theme and the whole idea is to get the theme out rather than um, just going joke, 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 but like like a standard Canadian or American comedy set is more like going to laugh despite whether or not it's true. Like, above all else, like, just kind of, like, just shooting at people. You're just, like, trying to aim specifically at a target and hit it every time, regardless of, like, whether it's absurd or whether it's too harsh or whatever. You're just trying to, like, sharply stab at your audience. Hey, you how you? Doing? Good
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um for me, like I do it wrong. But wait, what I'll do is I'll like Basically, like, think of an idea that I want to talk about or have something happen that I think would be funny. And then I'll, like, go on stage at an open mic and just riff about it. And then if I hit a beat that's funny, like, I'll, I'll cut out all the stuff that was just riffing and then take it to another open mic. And then try that again with another tag, another tag, another tag until I'm just slowly. Like, I just basically go up with, like, a huge chunk of rock and I hack at it at open mics until it starts to resemble a. a a sculpture you know what I mean do I have to do it um I had I have a joke about yeah that's an older one it was like probably my straightest joke joke but um I have a joke about like sexuality about my sexuality and um I started with with like a long kind of story and then it, it is now like two sentences it's just basically like ba 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 and then there's like a weird reversal in it I think it just came up in conversation actually if, if I'm honest a lot of like the joke premises that I do come from conversations with my friends who are much funnier than I am but don't do stand up we'll just be like riffing together and I'm like oh that idea would be fun to explore on stage Yeah, it is. It is It it isn't. I don't know. Like, I have this cousin back on PEI who is the funniest, meanest human being on earth. And I could never imagine her, like, on stage because she's just, like, so, like, socially awkward. Well, I don't know about socially awkward, but she's, like, anxious. I don't think, I can't see her, like, going out and doing it. But, like, her in real life, she just cuts like a knife. She just, I don't think she even realizes how funny she is sometimes. Like, she'll send me texts from, like, uh, the emergency room at uh, at the... Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Charlottetown While she's watching like two dudes in flannels Have a fist fight Like leave the bar that she was just at To like come and continue the fight At (laughs) at the hospital And like I saved a series of texts From her about that That were like she should publish them somewhere Like it's so funny effortlessly But it makes me mad because it's like a lot of the people Who I know who are the funniest people I know Will never do anything with it And I mean I was going to Yeah I hear a lot of a lot of uh, stand-ups say that, or I think that I heard it was like Jerry Seinfeld or something said this, where it was like, um, stand-up comics aren't the funniest kid in class. The stand-up comics were the second funniest, and they always are like shooting for for the funniest. I mean, like fuck that guy. I'm gonna be. Can I swear on this? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Yeah, being like, fuck that guy I want to be the funniest one And then they work hard at it And then the other guy just is okay with getting the laughs um, From people they know
0: That's
1: so funny. (laughs) I used to play this game with a former partner of mine where uh, if I could guess the entirety of the plot of a movie that they wanted to watch, we wouldn't have to watch it and we never had to watch any of their favorite movies cuz i could always guess from the trailer yeah Dylan Moran. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I think the funniness is m- most important for me. Like, I've definitely cut bits out of stories that would make it make a little more sense just to hit specific like comedic moments or like just even commenting on things that are happening in the room and trying to court rate them or sometimes they'll find a way to come back to a joke that I riffed through the like a story that I'm telling like I always try to start off with like a couple of just like jokes that I know will work to like warm up the room and then Um, tell a couple stories maybe I'm just gonna like be loose and wiggly with it and then try to find some sort of thread that will pop at the very end and I fail miserably most of the time but that's what I'm working toward anyway yeah yeah exactly A joke that work yeah, just
0: like
1: magic. I, I think it's a kind of a magic thing sometimes it's like the, the only way that i know how to do it is by testing it in different rooms with different types of people because like sometimes i'll be nervous like i'll be doing like an out-of-town show at like a legion or something and i'm like okay is any of my material gonna work there and it's it's about making it so that yes it does like finding things that are true to me but also like almost universally human or so abstract to the audience member that that it becomes universal in a way because like the more specific you are the more people can relate to it i find um usually i'm terrified but it's actually a lot of fun like what i found with like a lot of the allegiance that i've done just mostly in nova scotia and in ontario i haven't really um, branched out, and New Brunswick as well. I haven't really branched out further west or anything. But uh, a lot of the that I went to, it's like, this is, like, these people's one night out for the next little... Like, they got the kids at the babysitters, or, like, we're getting drunk, and people will, like, chat with you. Especially, like, I find when I'm on stage, it'll be, there'll be, like, three older moms who, like, had kids young, and, like, one of them's a hair... Like, they all have the same haircut, because they all go to the same hairdresser, and, like and it's, like, same province to province at all these different legions. There's always, like, a pack of mums that are just like, you go, girl! And they're, like, so happy to see you up there. And like, I know that feeling! Like, they're just so sassy. And they'll and you can't, like, cut them down. Like, you got to, like, include them as part of the thing. And, like, I like to, like, defer to them for being like, oh, is this is this too far, Brenda? You know what I mean? Like, oh, is it okay if I get a, go a little bit racy, Cheryl? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like to get to know them a bit so that they're not they're not um, scary because otherwise it's terrifying to have someone just like chatting out at you or like guessing your punchlines or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: the podcast few mm-hmm I stop. My thing is, like, I don't know. I just got to this point where it's like, if I stop laughing at comedy shows, why am I doing this anymore? Like, I, I try to find the joy in, like, every set that I see, unless it's, like, truly awful, which can be funny in and of itself. But, like, if I, yeah, if I stop laughing at jokes, like, why, why am I doing this? You know? Is that a hmm. Yeah. Well, like, find like it's, m- it's more fun that way because usually you'll go up with a pack of dudes that you know and you've seen their stuff a jillion times. And, but it's fun to watch them react to that crowd or like hang out with that crowd. And, like, watch, like, I, what I'm starting to love too is especially with people whose material I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of times. Like, there's a buddy of mine who. I started with in Toronto who just like came, was a runner up for the SiriusXM XM next top comic and all the jokes he did I would saw them a hundred thousand times before because he's such a grinder and he's been working on it for so long and um, like I wasn't laughing at the jokes when I was watching him because I've seen them and I know where they go but I was laughing at the joy he was getting from seeing that many people all of his hard work was finally paying off because all of these people were seeing the, the great amount of work that he did and it was like yeah I was just like really heartwarming in a way. It's like, oh, they love him. (laughs) Like, yay.
0: like <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
1: um I hate it personally but I do it anyway it's like it's like it is like editing. It's it's a lot like when like you and I used to do J school together, like you you never hand in a first draft of a set. Like you're constantly editing, changing things even if it's like a small like a pause, like a comma, you know, or like adding one word or like saying one word differently or like acting it out or using my hands or using my whole body or eye contact with a certain person in the crowd or whatever like you just keep trying new new stuff or like for me too because I I write stuff down but I don't write the way that I speak so I have to write things in like bullet form so in order to remember a lot of the things I'm going to say I have to repeat them over and over and over again on stage which is also not a good way to do it but um
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it sucks.
1: I'm not gonna lie. It's the hardest part. I really respect the people who can like consistently do it for like years at a time. Because like I, I can't I always throw in a new joke or try to do something weird like every single time I try to make it new every time and then I wonder when I go to showcase or something like I wonder why I don't have anything that's like I know is airtight because I haven't like tried that exact combination enough times and in enough places to know you know yeah I have a couple that will without fail work regardless and like the whole point of comedy is to get to a point where you have like 20 minutes of those or an hour of those and uh, yeah I'm not there yet but I think I'm not I don't know I'm really like not a fan of myself (laughs) I think but yeah Yeah, self-loathing comedian arrow glass mm-hmm Yeah, I had a hard time with um, with that. And <laughs> like Today I was going through my old old joke book from like three years ago when I first moved to Toronto, and I was looking at all the jokes that I'd written down, and I was remembering them, and I was performing them for my roommate in our kitchen, and he was just dying laughing at how awful they were. One of them was like, parrots are just boat pigeons. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> you know, pigeons are technically boat pigeons because that's how they got here. Whatever. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. no, I'll get that with, um, not with comedy, but with, uh, writing stuff or like I've done that with uh, comedy writing too, where like I'll h- I've had an idea that like I'll rehash and then use for a CBC thing like two years later. Cause I'm just like, Oh, that was a, that was a good idea and then um and then I'll just be like oh I can turn that into like an actual piece rather than just being like an idea but like found that with like creative writing specifically like more of the serious stuff I was doing like back in the day um I found like I was like oh my god I was such a good writer back then what am I now but like when, with comedy like it's constantly evolving and moving forward like getting getting funnier all the time Mhm well I didn't know I didn't know what my voice was 3 years ago I didn't know who I was as a performer and i wasn 't very honest on stage like I mean I was honest in what I was saying, but I like it was just it was hacky and weird, so now it 's more like true to I think i 'm still like trying to figure out what my voice is, but I, I think that the stuff i 'm doing now is more true to my voice than it was three years ago um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Meg McKay comedy you can check out reverse late night at first Monday of every single month at comedy Bar in Toronto Ontario or um, what the F was I thinking every, I think it's every third Thursday <laughs> at the Ossington. Anyway, just follow me on Twitter or, um, if you see me on the street, give me a hug because I'm probably sad. <laughs> That's what being a comedian is. Yeah. Uh, farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, <bye. laughs>
0: So there you go. That is how you write your very own joke. Or at least that's how you uh, have a conversation about jokes to the point where the actual essence of a joke gets ground into a very fine powder. If you already haven't, uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash or Media. New stuff going up there soon. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Your choice. Choose both. Why not? Empower yourself. Thanks for listening. Bye.